1: Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So, gee, it's Friday, or whatever fucking day it is. (laughs) Who knows? How are
3: you, mate? I'm okay. I mean, it's weird, because I feel like I've been living this isolation life for, you know, since Gigi was born. Well, you know, not really, but more so than my old life. So, yeah, it's weird. I'm quite enjoying it, but... I feel not bad for saying it, but a little bit because I know that my husband is struggling because he's used to being around lots of people and, you know, having a buzzy, like a bit of a buzzy life. And I sort of got into this slow pace of life, particularly since we moved house um, in December. So it's quite nice.
2: I don't think you should feel guilty about that. I think it's really nice. It's, 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 it's a really good thing to be happy and settled where you are with the reality that you're living in. And you're one of those people, G, you know, knowing you the way that I do. You just get on with it. You're not a whinger. You're not a moaner. You're not really a crier. You're just like a solid plank of beautiful wood. So
3: can oh, I say that? That is so nice. <laughs> well, do you know what? If I'm not a winder or a crier, why are my children winters and criers
2: then? Because they are nearly four and eight months old. <laughs> uh, How's it going, your Enzo? Yeah, it's um, yesterday I think I had a bit of a meltdown. We had that really passive aggressive moment between Dozer and I when we went for a walk with the kids, our one walk of the day across the park, and Luna had just been on me whinging meh 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 I'm having a few issues with with Luna at the moment I'll talk about that a bit later on but she's just been going at me since 6am and this was like 11 and I just cracked I was like just leave me alone and I just stormed off across an empty park and was just like I need a moment I was like I'll be back in 10 minutes and I was only gone for about two and a half minutes but in that time I thought I just took some deep breaths and looked up at the sky and just thought it's okay to be feeling the weight of it because you cannot get away absolutely do you know what I was thinking about this the other day we had probably
3: two weeks because we this is what I don't even know how long we've been doing this for now I think we've been doing it for nearly three weeks We're we had coming to weeks. Weeks. the end of the second
2: week you're and I did one, of one
3: of extra week. week yeah so Axel was oh wow so difficult for I reckon 14 days just difficult you know just whinging opposite playing opposites I don't want to do that and then you go okay cool we won't go out for a walk then oh no I do want to go out for a walk and just the whole day and we were saying that what we needed to do was give each other a break because you know obviously we get that one walk of the day and you want to do it together don't you you want to go out and do it together
2: but actually maybe we should be doing it separately when when we were you know 10 minutes ago when we weren't recording that there is no opportunity to just go and have a moment in your own energy, to have a moment in your own peace. Because I love going and taking my laptop to a coffee shop. I'm I'm not even that far away from home. But, like, it's just the space to sit and tap out and look at other people and pick up on their energies. And I'm such a people person. I don't necessarily need to be around people all the time. But I like having my own space. And I haven't had any of that. And I think yesterday I was just a bit like – oh God, like I look at looking at the bigger picture and people were telling me things and oh, we're going to be doing this a lot longer. And I was just like, ah, no. So this morning I've woken up and um, I'm like, it's Friday today. I'm going to start the day off in the right way, um, you know, and just kind of take it in small size pieces.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I think it is so important to try and give yourself a break. Like, do you even just take yourself off for a daytime bath? And I don't really enjoy doing that, but I know a lot of people love having a bath. So, like, just doing that in the daytime, having, like, these little
2: luxuries, I guess you can look forward to. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know what? It's really, it's really, I feel really bad and really guilty sitting here moaning because there are some people, you know, who are dealing with, and having to work during this crisis you know, all of our amazing NHS staff, the delivery drivers you know, um, the supermarkets the small guys, you know, as in like the little, the local guy, the local hero like, it's, it's it, we're not having to face any of those issues, but as parents not having the things that kind of kept us sane, parenting, they've kind of gone out of the window, like the moment where we can get in the car and go meet our mates or we can go up to the playground and put them on the swings for an hour, like all of that's gone Yeah, our yes. coping stress gone,
3: what yeah. we normally turn to like yeah. an hour for me an hour in the G, putting Gigi for in the crush for an hour and going yeah. and have doing a class and then chatting to some of the school mums for a coffee after yeah is my coping thing yeah, and now yeah now now it's gone I've read so many so many people saying that day nine or something was their worst day and I think I agree around day nine to day 12 or something, I think, is the hardest because reality sets in the week, you know, like the first week of, oh, this is nice. It feels like we're, you know, on holiday at home.
2: Yeah, I, I feel you. I hear you. I think anybody listening to this podcast is going to be nodding right now. And that's why we want to keep putting out content, to be fair. We want to keep things as normal as possible to the people that are listening. Now, there's a lot of. You know, even even sort of higher stakes of anxiety going around for pregnant women at the moment. There's, again, conflicting advice on what you should do and what you shouldn't be doing. And somebody that I've known for a very long time, she helped me through a very bad breakup. She came and rescued me from a place called Beautiful Hell when I moved out of my ex-boyfriends. But that's a story for another time. I ended up living with her for three months. Um, she's one of my dearest friends. She's also um, um, a Sky News anchor and she's also 28 weeks pregnant. Today, who are we chatting to, G? Today we are chatting to Sarah Jane Me. So joining us on the podcast today, um, for me it's a it's a really really magical special day because um, she's actually one of my best mates. Like. Like a proper best mate, but she's also uh, known to the nation as uh, broadcasting hero Miss Corningstone. Uh, she has her own <laughs> she has her own show <laughs> on Sky News. She used to wake us up in the morning on Sunrise, and now uh, she kind of looks after us in the afternoon with her own show, the Sarah Jane Me show. Well, I've done the introduction. It's Sj Me. Hello, hello, Dad. hello,
4: hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. You've caught me on a really good day today. It's um. My final day of quarantine, I've been out for a big, long, hour-long walk this morning, so I'm feeling really good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not the endorphins. I should have said in my introduction that you're actually 28 weeks pregnant with your first baby. So congratulations. Am, yes. Thank you. How has it been in isolation with everything that's going on at the moment?
4: It's been really strange. I left work. I left my team one day, finished my show one afternoon, said, I'll see you in a couple of weeks because I was going off on annual leave. And literally two days later, the government guidance came in that pregnant women were now high risk and there was no essential travel. So I didn't end up going on holiday, which is, you know, gosh, such a small consideration now. But also I found myself in the vulnerable category with people over the age of 70 and with underlying health conditions. So it's been a really strange couple of weeks trying to get my head around that. My partner, Ben, had symptoms. So as a couple, we had to isolate for two weeks. So I've just had two weeks. Of getting my head around how life changed overnight, has everybody has had to deal with it, um, but particularly being pregnant as well, it's such a, a, a vulnerable and emotional time. Um, so I've been dealing with that for the last two weeks, and I think today the sun is shining. I've been out for my first walk. Ben and I have had lots of conversations. I feel like you know I'm coming out the other side of it, and I I feel mentally prepared now.
3: Yeah, it's a funny time actually to be pregnant, isn't it? Because on one one hand, I guess being at home and being forced to rest is a good thing but on the other side of it I guess your plan and how you envisaged these last you know couple of months to be is completely different and completely been thrown up into the air um so talk us through like what what is the plan now like you know for appointments and you know giving birth and all of those sorts of things and and how are you adapting?
4: Yeah I mean I'm still figuring that out everything's sort of you take it day by day but in terms of you know, midwife appointments, I'm still being advised to go in as normal. Um, I'm emailing them all the time because I've got a number of appointments coming up in a few weeks. So I've been asking, is it essential? Do I have to come in? I'm having a really healthy pregnancy. Is it something we can do over the phone? Uh, My antenatal class, my baby and bump class has been moved to Zoom. Um so I won't be going to meet a new group of mums, which is really weird actually, because I know Zoe and I have talked about this before, and Zoe when you'll make this Zoe said to me, you'll make this new amazing network of mums. So I sort of rolled my eyes I was like, oh new
2: friends <laughs>
4: um but now i I really feel like I'm missing out because, like you've said, Zoe, this new network of mums is so vital for just having that community in the months after you've had a baby to meet up um for coffee to whatsapp each other in the middle of the night going this is a bit weird is this happening to you how much sleep are you getting comparing notes I feel like I'm missing out on that I know video conferencing and zoom is keeping us all connected but it's fine doing that with your friends and family because you know them inside out and it's great to keep in touch with them but you know meeting strangers virtually I feel like I'm I'm gonna miss out on that bond and that sort of community so So that's going to be different. We start that in a couple of weeks. We'll see how that goes. And another thing that's changed is I've started hypnobirthing early um, because I was meant to do those face-to-face with this wonderful woman called Catherine Graves. Uh, She heads up KG hypnobirthing, and she basically invented the concept. And we were going to meet face-to-face at my house, but now we've been doing it online. And I found that really, really useful um, in the two weeks that we've been safe at home and um, just sort of relaxing my mind getting into the right mindset breathing techniques which I know is meant to prepare me for birth <laughs> but it's actually <laughs> really useful to keep my mind from getting too busy when you know you're at home and all of this stuff is going on that's beyond your control I found hypnobirthing again I was really skeptical about it but I found it really really useful
2: my, my heart actually goes out to to anybody that's listening to this podcast that's pregnant or um, that is a new mum, because f- for me, I take myself back to that period. And I'm sure Georgia agrees with me. There was so many plans that I needed to kind of keep me going. You know, like you said, going to my, my bump and baby classes, you know, meeting friends who were also pregnant in coffee shops, going for walks around the park. Have you know, Everybody always says it on repeat, don't they? Spend as much time as you can out and about, because when you have the baby, you're going to be at home, it's going to be very different. And all of that, for you and for anybody else who's pregnant, um, has been thrown out of the window um, or the opposite of that, kept inside.
4: Yeah, I mean, particularly me being in the, the third, entering the third trimester, I saw this as the business end of things. Because before, I think the only baby related thing I'd allowed myself to do was go to the baby show at London Excel with my mum and have a walk around and look at prams and look at cribs and and pick up cute baby clothes. But even then I was really restrained. Like grandma really wanted to buy something for the baby. <laughs> so she had a bit of a shop up. But I was really restrained because I was like, oh it still feels too early. I feel like I should do that a bit later. It's that it's that silly superstition that every new mum has. And I just imagined these few months being the busy end, the sort of um baby shower sort of time and again I was sort of umming and aring about whether I should have one and now I just think oh I really would like one you know so again it's browsing the shops for baby clothes doing all those things and just nesting and I feel like that's just completely disappeared and particularly because I can't see my mum now um the baby started kicking while we were self-isolating and it hadn't been very active in that way until we were on lockdown I think it's because I was so active I obviously swayed it to sleep every day (laughs) but it's become a real little kung fu rascal and while that's very comforting while you're in self-isolation they're the bits I really want to share with my mum so as soon as I told my mum she went I really want to feel the baby kick and you just think oh wow I cannot pop down the road to see my mum and sit there and have a cup of tea and her touch my tummy and us." talk about all of that I mean yes again we can do FaceTime we're so lucky but it's just those little things that you take for granted you think you've got time to do that have suddenly just disappeared so yeah. like I said it's a really different third trimester to what I imagined and I actually feel pretty underprepared like I said I've got no cot I've got no pram am I gonna have time to get that before June?
3: this isn't this might be a bit naive but like ah, oh, can you still get the cot delivered and stuff because I know that we ordered a bed and we can't get that delivered at the moment but are they still del- delivering nursery furniture and baby stuff
4: Yeah I've been in touch with them we uh, luckily I went to the uh, the baby show to to have a look and we came across this brand called Gaia and it was such cute nursery furniture and again grandma was like I'm going to treat you to this this is what the grandparents are going to buy the baby uh, and I've been in touch with them this week and it seems I can order it but the lead time is slightly longer. So I've been told mid-June, which works out about right for us. But again, it's day by day. You don't know what the restrictions are going to be on deliveries in terms of if things have to come from abroad. You don't know whether factories will be shut down in the future. At the moment, it's business as usual, but I get the sense that I sort of want to get things ordered and in the pipeline in the next couple of weeks just to make sure I get everything I completely yeah.
2: understand where you're coming from but I'll also just interject and go and go back in the day all you needed was a bottle <laughs> and a chest <laughs> I and mean, I shouldn't be saying this but like all of those things a cardboard, the- box. cardboard box <laughs> them in the
4: drawer I know I was gonna say do you just open the drawer next to the bed and put them in there with a nice blanket
2: exactly not, yeah. not quite as fancy it doesn't look as good on Instagram but- <laughs> 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 let's talk about let's talk about your mental health SJ how have you been? kind of day-to-day has it been quite up and down or have you been quite stable
4: um well ben and i joked before we went into self-isolation that actually you know my hormones have been pretty good i felt like you know what does everyone go on about your you know pregnant women are more hormonal more prone to tears i was in a great mood um and then (laughs) a few days into self-isolation ben kept a tally and he went OK, we've hit 10 now. That's 10 times you've burst into tears. And again, just over really silly things, like it might have been something on the telly. It might have been coming off the phone Oof. to my mom. But I was just having a really, and I couldn't work out whether it was my hormones or whether, whether it was the fact I was indoors all day. I, I couldn't quite work it out. But in the main, I'm definitely a glass half full kind of girl. And I'm always really positive. Um, and I think it has been a real test the last couple of weeks. It's been a real test for Ben and I in terms of, you know, we're in – it's a big, but it's still essentially a two-bedroom flat with no outside space. Um, And Ben's humour has kept me going. We've had a really good laugh. And I keep hearing for pregnant women – oxytocin is so important which is the the happy hormone and the love hormone and that comes through you know laughter relaxation um you know closeness with your partner sexy time (laughs) Um, yes sexy time so you know in isolation we we've got on really well and he's been an absolute rock for me because you know my mind has wandered in terms of you know I've got an unborn baby to think about and who knows what's going to happen by the time we get to June I hope that you know, COVID-19 is winding down or at least we're in a better place by the time I end up having to go into hospital. You know, I've got my parents to think about who are over 70 and and social distancing. We've got our steps on. So there's lots of stuff going through my mind. Yeah, And I just think I'm trying to stay positive. And again, that's where I think the hypnobirthing has really helped. I've never been one for meditation or mindfulness. Um, I'm
2: quite good at sw- switching off. Um you know, when I have to, but that's just all really helped knowing you the way that I do if I ever come to you with a problem or any of us kind of look to SJ first for some help Georgia she's she's the one that's like she's almost a bit of a man she's quite a solutionist <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're the real stable kind of um ship within the kind of fleet that we've got going on and yeah you, know, like, this is what you need to do this is how you're going to get there and this is how we make it better so you know I can imagine at a time like this with your hormones like you said flying all over the place and having to sort of fendals. it's been quite tricky yeah. but uh, you know you, you you're sounding like you're having a good day today which is great yeah th-
4: like <laughs> said like you said I'm very practical because I believe in controlling the controllables like the stuff that's out of your control you can do nothing about just focus on what you can control but it's just a really weird time at the moment you know loads of us feel out of control so even I've had wobbles so like I said you know exploring meditation for the first time (laughs) you know playing an mp3 that Catherine sent me for 10 minutes before I go to bed and we go on a magic carpet ride, which <laughs> I would have laughed at now. <laughs> We go on a magic carpet
3: ride to meet my baby and it's amazing. <laughs> when I was pregnant I didn't first time with Axel I downloaded like the hypnobirthing tracks and I didn't really like pay any attention to them apart from sometimes I'd be driving in the car and then one would come on and then I'd almost go into a trance and then suddenly yeah to, like wake myself up <laughs> that I was actually
2: driving. Or <laughs> well, maybe I won't do it in the car then. We always joke about this with, uh, with Georgia but she basically um was completely silent through her births. She said that she never did any of this hypnobirthing stuff or any kind of meditation, but apparently every time she had a surge or contraction, she just put her hand up and go. (laughs) (laughs) I must admit, Catherine showed me a
4: uh, birth video. It was all very complicated because we were were on FaceTime, so she had to turn her camera around to the TV and get it in shot. Um, And I did say to her halfway through, have you got the sound on? Because the woman giving birth in this birth pool was so quiet. <laughs> it was me. Imagine, it, it must have been you. I mean, we didn't, she was very discreet. She didn't show the lady's face. Um, but it may well have been you. It was so quiet in there. And then even when the baby came out of the birth pool and was put on the mother's chest, the baby was quiet. It didn't cry. And I, I said, that, that, that's weird. Wow. And Catherine said, no, that is a calm oh. birth. And you think of birth, you know, you're grunting and screaming and people are saying push and the baby's crying as soon as it comes out. And do you know what? It really calmed my mind in terms of I just thought, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that was an option. Yeah. To have Something so
2: quiet. So, Georgie, you're an inspiration. What sort of birth are you thinking about? Have you got a Have you got a plan on where you want to deliver baby or try to deliver? Well, Ben and I hadn't quite got round to doing a birth plan.
4: Again, <laughs> this is all for <laughs> the coming weeks. We've still got a bit of time. Um. But I'm very lucky, I'm in central London and, and we're booked into St. Thomas's. So I just imagined popping along to St. Thomas's to the birthing unit there and having a baby in hospital. Um, but given everything that's going on at the moment uh, with coronavirus, I'm now actually thinking about a home birth, which never even entered my head. Wow. Um, but speaking to my midwife and again to, to Catherine, my, my Hitler birthing teacher, she just said you know the percentage of home births are so small but you know if you're having a perfectly healthy pregnancy there's no reason why you can't yeah. and you know you're more likely to get an infection in hospital than you are at home and she said if you do some research into it it might put your mind at ease because I just thought oh home birth what if something goes wrong I'll have to go to the hospital anyway. Why am I thinking that something's going to go wrong? So actually a home birth could be an option for me now.
3: Yeah. And if you like, you know, the calm, like the calmness, then being where, where else is more calm than your own, you know, your own home. And I guess as well, then you get a midwife at your house just for you, not for anyone else, just with you and dedicated to you. So I guess, yeah, Mm. I mean
4: well i'll throw a curveball in there we're meant to we're meant to move house in two weeks <laughs> yeah, I, know. I just to, know. just to throw another a ball in the air to juggle i mean i don't think that's going to happen and who knows when we'll be able to move house i mean ben and i were talking about the home birth and he said oh there's a room in that house where we can set it up this as this amazing birthing suite dim lights get the pool in there get your music on and i'm thinking yep yeah, that all relies on us actually being in that house again it's day by day isn't it which makes it mm. so hard to plan at the moment so hard want, to if plan you want
2: to hear a um a very happy and successful home birth story you've got to listen to our podcast when we interviewed uh, where we chatted to Nadia Zawala because she she did both i think both of her um, yeah both of them And she's like, she tells this incredible story of how, um, I think she had a doula who was saying to her that she had to think that her vagina was like butter. And she was going, my vagina is like butter. (laughs) uh, It was brilliant, wasn't it? It's it's a really good chat to listen to if you want some comfort about home birth. She had the most incredible experience. Uh, I love
4: Nadia. In fact, she um, there's a video on YouTube of her I want to watch because I didn't realise she homeschools her children. She's been homeschooling them for the last two years. And we've got my oh, stepson, wow. Teddy, next week for the first time. <laughs> and I'm just desperate for homeschooling tips because obviously Ben and I are both working from home. And then we're going to throw a six-year-old into the mix. So we're going to experience what many families up and down the country are doing, which is living, working and homeschooling together 24-7.
3: We'll be right back after the short break.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort.
3: Now, let's pick up where we left off with our wonderful guest.
2: Can we talk about um, the fact that you're a step-parent now? Because obviously you've got Ted yeah. in six, um, or nearly six, I think. How um, How is that role for you? And kind of what have been the learnings that have come out of the, lo- uh, of the last couple of years of, of kind of being in charge of him when he's with you?
4: Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's... It's really weird. Until I met Ben, children weren't really on my radar in terms of you know being a step parent or having children of my own. It's not something i I'd, I'd really given that much thought to. I always thought if I had children of my own, it would only be with the right person. I hadn't met that person, and then Ben came along and turned everything upside down because not only then did I start thinking about having children of my own, but he came with a delightful little plus one, Teddy, who is now six, and. Um, he's just amazing he's such a bright funny loving caring little boy and you know Ben always says you know it was love at first sight when we met but it was also love at first sight when I met Teddy you know he opened the door to Ben's flat with a bunch of flowers and he had me from there uh, and then when we said goodbye that day when his mum picked me up uh, picked him up um, he said you know I love you more than Lego he's just such a sweet boy oh, and that's, that's just so been lovely. oh don't you'll make me cry and I'm having a good day today girls don't make me chalk up the first one on the board and <laughs> um, no it's just been a delightful surprise something that I never imagined having in my life but um Ben and Teddy's mom have done such an amazing job with him and yeah he's oh he's just such a bonus to have in my life i'm so lucky
3: and is he excited to be a big brother <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes he is I've, I've got one of those weird pregnancy apps where every week it tells you how big the baby is and what it looks like and we check it every saturday and he just loves it he's like what size is the baby today at the moment uh, going into my 28th week it's the size of a bunch of bananas which just made <laughs> him curl up laughing when we facetimed him and told him um yeah, he's really excited. He's convinced he's having a baby brother, although we keep say, saying or oh, sister because we're not finding out whether it's a boy or a girl. And he says, yeah, yeah, and I'll love it anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're, sort of,
4: we're training him. We're training him just in case a little sister pops out. Um, but yeah, he's super excited and he's really, he's such a tactile little boy. He's full of hugs and kisses and he loves sort of the first thing he does is, when he sees me runs in and hugs me and then he goes hug for the baby and hugs the bump and rubs my bump so he's really excited really excited
2: now obviously you and I have got um you know none of us ever get it exactly right but we do have kind of great setups with our stepkids and you know we we've maybe we've come in at the right age or for for whatever the reason we don't have the magic kind of ingredient to get that step parent step child relationship right but it is working for us now but there might be people that are listening to this that are thinking I don't know what I'm doing wrong and I can't seem to bond with this child and I'm not sure you know what my role is and I feel left out when I have to give you know, my stepchild back to the parent, like, lots of things go through your head when you're a step parent. So yeah, what advice can you give a step parent that's listening?
4: Um, <laughs> you know, Teddy is a lucky boy. He's got a mom and dad who love him very much. I mean, everything that Ted's mum and Ben do is all about him. He's the most important thing. And I think that is a really good starting point in terms of I don't need to try and be Teddy's mom. I'm something completely different. You know, I want to create a special bond that, you know, I'm his SJ and he comes to talk to me and we're part of a family. But I, I would say don't try to be his mom. I'm not his mom. He's got a mom and he loves her so much. Um, so it's just about finding your own little relationship, you know, <sighs> it it just comes naturally I've tried not to try too hard Um, Ben says I'm a soft touch with him because obviously it's really difficult when he is my child you know we don't use the term stepson you know as a as a family and in a wider circle of friends I do just for clarity because when people go have you got children of you you know it becomes very complicated so you know I use that term to explain it to people but it's about finding your own bond and I just uh, have trouble disciplining him at the moment. says <laughs> <Ben, laughs> I'm too soft on him. Um, but I'm sure I will be like that with our new addition as well. You know, there's always a good cop, bad cop. I'll, I'm sure I'll be a, a pile of mush like I'm with Ted. Um, but it's just us finding our own way. And you know, we're great mates. We get on. We laugh. Um, but just don't try too hard. Find your own special relationship. Um, and you know, he, he doesn't call. Like I said, he doesn't call. He doesn't call me mum. Um, I call him my son, um, but he doesn't call me mum, he's got a mum and she's amazing. Um, you know, he's got his SJ and we don't need to start putting labels on it. Do
2: you know what? It's it's a really funny and it's a really beautiful relationship, but it, it definitely comes with its ups and downs, personally speaking. And I feel like yeah. myself and Isla, we're such great mates and we're so close and like you said, we yeah. have our very own unique Special bond and the majority of the time it works and then it's funny because stuff comes up like I had to drop her home back to her mum's yesterday and I've obviously been taking care of her for a week she comes to us for a week on a week off and we're sharing all these intimate moments and then like and it makes me feel emotional because I'm giving okay I didn't give birth to her but I'm giving my child back but she's not my child, Mm. (laughs) but she is my child. And I love her like a daughter, but she's not my daughter. And she runs Mm. to her mum. And it's hard for me driving off. Like I I burst into tears yesterday when I left her because it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? It, Lots of stuff comes up.
4: Yeah, it is really hard. And I know Ben finds it really hard because of the way things have fallen. Obviously our two weeks self-isolation, we haven't seen him for three weeks now. And I miss Ted terribly. But Ben misses him on another level. Do you see what I mean? It, it's not yeah. that I love Ted any less, but it is a different bond. And it's mm-hmm. quite hard. I mean, Isla and, and Ted are s- similar ages. And I think when they're six or seven, their world is what's in their immediate proximity. As long as they're loved, looked after, and, you know, with people that care about them, that's their immediate world. They don't think about what's happening in a week's time or what happened yesterday. You know, you ask them what they have for lunch, they can't remember. (laughs) So it's quite hard when we drop Ted off, he's like, bye, shuts the door and in he goes. And you're like, oh, we just had this amazing weekend together. And Mm. as soon as he goes into his mum's house, it's like he forgets about us. And sometimes that's a little bit hard. And, you know, maybe his mum feels the same way when he comes here. It's quite weird, but kids... If they're in a safe, loving environment, they feel supported and they they don't miss the other safe, loving environment. I mean, we FaceTime and he'll ask to call his dad and me and we have a chat on the phone. But it's just trying to get your head into that space, because I think kids at that age are just preoccupied with the fun and the love they're that they've got in front of them at the time so it's quite hard putting yourself into that child's headspace they haven't really got that much empathy for adults who are going we really miss you they're like oh we miss you too anyway can I just show you what I've done on Minecraft
3: (laughs) yeah it's you know so it's just it's just trying to equate that really I was just gonna say I think kids are actually so adaptable um in this whole situation I've just noticed I keep saying to Axel oh are you missing school are you missing your friends and he sort of looks at me blankly like What do you mean? (laughs) Exactly. No,
4: not at all. Their preoccupation is the next five minutes, the next hour. Like Ted, when he's here, will always go, What are we doing this afternoon? Or what are we doing next? It's just you know, they wanna know what the next immediate thing is. They're not thinking longer term. Although, you know, when we've been speaking to him, On FaceTime and we said to him you're coming to us this Saturday for a week he jumped up he was like yeah I can't wait I'm gonna give you such a big hug and then he hugged the phone and you know we know he's excited to see us and come and be with us but you know he's safe and he's happy with his mom and his nana and we just have to remember that we're missing him like crazy Mm. Um, And sometimes you don't get that level of I miss you back from him, but that's because he's okay in his world. It's fine. You know, he hasn't got a clue about the bigger picture. And I'm quite glad about that.
2: Um, I was going to ask you about work and how you're feeling about you sort of touched on it a little bit about the fact that you've been kind of forced to go on to maternity leave early. Um, and I guess a lot of women will be kind of going through this because if you're not being forced onto maternity leave, you're being you're being forced to work at home. Um, so <laughs> how is that set up for you and how are you kind of adapting to your new life, your new work life?
4: No, well, like I said, I I thought I was going on two weeks holiday and I'd be back. Um, But little did I know I wouldn't be returning to that studio for, you know, what could be a year. I mean, even saying that feels a bit bizarre because obviously I'll go on maternity leave in June. Um, But as soon as the prime minister announced that pregnant women were in the vulnerable category, one of the first people to ring me was my boss, which was great. Uh, And they were really supportive and just said, look, you know, we have to look after you. Um, So the best thing is that you don't come in, you don't come into work, which is devastating because, you know, before Ben and Ted and this baby came along, work was my life and I loved it. And I still love it. You know, I go into work every day. I never know what's going to happen. It's a 24 hour news channel. Um, I certainly didn't know that coronavirus was going (laughs) to happen. And even, you know, as I reported on it unfolding, you get the sense that it's going to be big, but it's not until it impacts you personally, you realise just how big um but work had been good they said obviously we, you can't come in we need to keep you safe you need to stay home um, and we'll get you working from home so i've been writing articles for online i've done some broadcasts from my front room on ben's ipad <laughs> um but yesterday they sent me some kits two men arrived with masks on and gloves and cameras and they literally stood outside my front door cleaned it to within an inch of its life so it could come into the flat so I now have uh, two rather imposing looking tripods with cameras on and auto cues and computers that I have to remember how to set up and operate which is going to be hilarious the first time I use them to go on air (laughs) I normally just swan in with a coffee having just had my makeup done reading my notes and stand in front of a camera and normally I've got Two cameramen, a sound engineer, a floor manager, you know, all of these people operating this equipment. And now <laughs> and now I'm going to have to do it myself later on this week, which will be interesting. And um, so that'll be good. I can broadcast from home. And, you know, Sky News have said, look, you are in a situation that so many people up and down the country are in. You are having to stay home to keep yourself safe and other people safe. So let's reflect that. You know, so many people are working from home. You're working from home you can broadcast from your kitchen or your living room, which means I'm now also frantically tidying and cleaning <laughs> like I've never done before. I've never been to <laughs> Um so, so, yeah, so it's that. And that's going to be interesting. Obviously, broadcasting from home, Ben's got his office um, set up upstairs. And then when Ted arrives next week, we're going to be homeschooling him. So we're literally going to have to come up with a strict timetable um, so that Ben doesn't, uh, you know, Ben doesn't take a loud conference call. Ted doesn't come in and interrupt me and ask me how to do his time, ta- time tables. That would have been amazing you know, if we saw that. <laughs> I would love that. And to be fair, I think it would reflect real life. So, you know, I'd roll with it. If it happens, it happens. That's like <laughs> happening in homes <laughs> all the country. So, so work has been good in terms of I just need it. I need it because I love my job. Um, and also I just mentally I need it in this run-up to June because... You know, I've got a long way to go until this baby arrives. To be at home, not able to work. I'm fortunate enough that I can. There are so many people that well oh, gosh have lost their jobs or can't work from home so I know how lucky
2: I am but it's going to be a real comfort to me over the, the next few weeks what have you been doing um exercise wise because obviously we've got so much with Instagram we've got <laughs> hip classes coming out of our ears we've got yoga sessions <laughs> I mean I literally oh spend my, my life God. just doing star jumps in my city with Dozo. it's quite funny Uh, if it's not if it's
4: not fitness on instagram it's hair and makeup tutorials i mean i've never looked (laughs) so wonderful or been so fit um but in all in all honesty i am well because we were self-isolating for two weeks because ben had symptoms and i felt a little bit under the weather i lost my sense of taste and smell i've just taken it easy for the last 14 days but we've got an exercise bike upstairs which as we speak you might hear some huffing and puffing in the background ben is using. (laughs) <laughs> um so we've got an exercise mic here and uh, my personal trainer um uh i train at london bridge at the fitting rooms Yaz, she's trained in um uh pregnancy training so i've been training with her well si- since before i was pregnant all through my pregnancy up until three weeks ago so i've had a really active pregnancy so i'm really keen to keep that up so i'll be training with her online um Using the Peloton gently. I mean, I won't be, uh, I won't be keeping up with the class. I'll be at the back of the class, at the bottom of the leaderboard. But just you know, keeping keeping active that way. And then now we're allowed out for a walk. I mean, I did over seven
2: thousand steps in an hour today, so I'm quite pleased with that. Oh, brilliant! Well, it sounds like you're doing loads. Gee, how's your home workout going? my home workout I mean I spoke
3: about our yoga sessions yesterday which um, are not going so well my husband is not relaxing <laughs> and he is the annoying person in a class um, but other than that yeah they're alright, I've been doing loads of stuff I've been doing um, live blaze workouts on the David Lloyd app um, we've got a bike and we've got some um, like boxing stuff and we've got some kettlebells so we've been doing bits in the garden skipping um, do you know what though? I am a bit worried for how long I'm going to be motivated for. It's already 10 Yeah, that's that the now. thing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> people are either going to emer-
4: emerge from quarantine a lot bigger because t- I tell you what, my penchant for going to the biscuit cupboard is uh, off the charts at the moment, or they're going to emerge like butterflies from the cocoon with um, these amazing six packs and you know muscly arms. I mean, personally, I'm going to do that just because the next time people see me full length, I'll have probably have the baby. So, you know, I'm going through my own body transformation in this time anyway. (laughs) People won't see (laughs) me in this really big third trimester stage. So I'm quite glad about that. It's like, oh, I don't have to worry about the camera adding 10 10 pounds as well as my
2: baby sort of weighing 10 pounds. Um, So I suppose that's one plus point. I'm really pissed off about the fact that I didn't get my (laughs) hair highlighted before we went into lockdown. All these (laughs) smug, smug, smug women are like, oh, I've had my roots done. I'm like, shit, I'm plucking grey hairs out, like like there's no tomorrow and then people are like don't cut your gray hairs up. Like, i have to my husband doesn't know i'm this gray like yesterday he caught me bleaching my mustache and i had like white cream on my lips he was like Hur! and i was like yeah know, that's the home bleaching kit actually um i mean let's I mean, not even go there on everything else that's going on with my body but jesus christ it needs a lot of
4: uptake <laughs> i was really lucky actually because i thought obviously i thought i was going on holiday so i'd had my eyebrows down <gasps> and my eyelashes yes. the last thing i had to do was my uh pedicure Uh, and I let I was gonna leave that to the day before so it lasted but obviously we weren't allowed to leave the house so my feet are like hobbit feet poor Ben every time he looks at them he's like oh my god I can't wait for these restrictions to be lifted just so you can get your feet done
2: (laughs) 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 there's a lot of slipper wearing and sock wearing around the house Luna looked at Dalton's feet last night and went daddy why you got a beard on your feet I was like, oh, no, those are just me. Well, Well, the men are going to have it bad as well
4: because because the men can't go to the barbers. And obviously they need their hair cut more than we do. So Ben's barnet is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger over the next few weeks. And I can't wait to give him a man bun. Although he reckons that won't go down well on conference calls.
3: (laughs) My husband's beard is going to be absolutely disgusting. It's probably going to have animals living in it by the
2: end of this. Yeah, He's going like full castaway Tom Hanks, isn't he, James? Is he?
3: (laughs) He won't touch it himself either. So it really is going to be awful. You need to tell your other
4: half that if he grows too much of a beard, by the time he comes out of, you know, this whole period, people will still
3: find themselves social distancing from him. Listen, I've been
2: practising social distancing from him for years. I'm a pro at it. (laughs) Georgia and I live two totally different lives, SJ. I'm, like, having to give my husband sex pretty much daily at the moment. Georgia's like, come fucking near me and I'll chop it off.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Coronavirus babies are going to be a thing. So many couples spending time in the house together you know you need to be careful there are going to be a lot of coronavirus babies in around nine months time
2: yeah they will you're right that was my public service announcement (laughs) (laughs) does it says that things get fruity on the even days and on the odd days that he'll give me a rest i'm like oh fucking hell does just leave me alone (laughs) sounds like hell um i'm joking i'm joking
3: (laughs) we've covered everything um just really excited for
4: you I am really excited I mean given everything that's going on it is such a strange time but you know I'm lucky I you know and with the man I love my son who I love and we've got another one on the way you know what more could you want your whole well actually a friend of mine Julie said to me when you have a baby your whole world gets smaller in terms of you know that's your little unit and I feel like our whole world has got smaller for families already and I just think we should make the most of that because you know you're never going to spend this much time with your nearest and dearest under one roof again probably so it's just make the most of that and yeah so I'm really excited we're in our own little bubble a little bit earlier than expected but um it's a real love bubble
2: Oh mate, well that's a really lovely way of looking at it and as I said on the podcast with Zoe Williams this week I said at the end of the day, as soon as you have the baby you're in self-isolation anyway and if you make it out of the house for a walk it's like you've won the gold medal at the Olympics so you know, take that out of the equation and we're doing it already Yeah, it's like we're in the boot camp version of preparing for a baby (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly Um, It's been so lovely to chat to you Thank you so much for coming on the podcast We love you and um, speak to you very soon Thank you Thank you
4: Hi guys, this is SJ. Um, I popped off before giving you my top three must-haves during my pregnancy. Um, The first was my first gift, my first gift as a mum-to-be, and it was from my mum, dad, and my sister, and it's the BB Hug Me Pillow. It's basically a big sausage, and you hug it at night, and it's really helped with hip pain and just keeping my stomach comfortable at night. Um, But the only problem is, often I wake up halfway through the night, and my partner Ben is hugging it, uh, so it really is uh, something that's much in demand in our household, but I, uh, I have it at night with me whenever I can. Um, also, a company called Boob Design, a very cheeky name for a very brilliant brand. Uh, they're doing a lot of great maternity wear, really comfortable. They've got this amazing kimono jumpsuit that I live in. I've got it in khaki and in black. And also, um, their nursing bras and maternity bras are so comfortable. It's all organic cotton. I'm just basically living in a lot of their clothes at the moment. And then finally, I come back to the hypnobirthing. Like I said, at the moment, mental health is so important, not just with what's going on, but in the build up to birth. Uh, So Catherine Graves at KG Hypnobirthing, uh, they do digital online courses and I thoroughly recommend it. I was so sceptical, like I said, um, before all of this, but it really has kept me focused, centred
2: and really positive. Isn't she just one of the most lovely human beings you've ever spoken to? She's gorgeous, isn't she?
3: She really is. I've heard so much about her from you
2: and she was everything that I expected her to be <laughs> and more. Yeah. Do you know what the good thing about SJ is that you you know she presents she, she presents one of the biggest shows in news on the telly, but she is like raucously fun as well, like massive let her hair down girl, but then you can also come to her and ask about the state of the econ- economy in America and she just knows all the answers. About everything. She's basically trivial pursuit in a ginger person. (laughs)
3: <laughs> if you need someone for a quiz night or some kind of competition like that, then
2: yeah, she's <laughs> your go. You can go to SJ. Um So listen, um, we decided this week that, that Georgia and I would discuss our favourite fitness apps because um, basically that's all we're doing outside of looking after the kids and being pissed off by our husbands is um, is doing home workouts at the moment. And I post actually posted a little video on our Instagram today about the stuff that I've been doing at home. So um, the first app that we are loving is is Body by Simone. So Simone De La Rue is basically a celebrity trainer and fitness expert. And she has just launched her brand new kind of uh, workout series with Millie McIntosh. So this would be pre uh, prenatal fitness. So if you are a pregnant lady at the moment, um, and you're looking for something to do at home, definitely, definitely check it out. Obviously, we love Millie. She's great. Um, and she's heavily pregnant at the moment. So yeah, it's really good.
3: Yeah, it looks brilliant. So another app, which we have both tried out, actually, is the Genis Fitness app. So um, it's from Jessica Ennis, we, who we had on the podcast. Was it a couple of seasons ago or was it about a year a ago? Something like ago. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, so she's got some uh, pre and postnatal workouts on there, but then also just, you know, your usual hit workouts, circuits. I love it because it just gives me loads of ideas of things to do. So sometimes I take parts from different workouts and, um, just get in, get some inspiration from her. So I love that one.
2: Yeah. And we love Jessica as well. She's, she's a bit of a, a bit of a hero on the, on the podcast. Uh, the next <laughs> one is, <laughs> which we talk about a lot, Barry's, Barry's bootcamp. Um, yes. obviously all of the studios are closed. Um, I think they're doing four lives a day and all of the trainers from all over the UK are taking classes from their living rooms so you literally don't need any equipment at all they're modifying everything like I saw Sandy do one yesterday he's one of the trainers and he was just using coffee table books to do tricep curls like I mean things like that is genius because that's you know loads of us don't have home equipment so yeah definitely check out Barry's live
3: also, don't you just love seeing what everyone's living rooms are like?
2: I know. It's like <laughs> it's like the creepiest version of through the, cre- through the keyhole. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Another app that me and my husband are loving, or maybe not so much my husband, more me, is the Fit TV app. So there's a 14-day free trial. And then I think after that it's about £20 a month. Um, but there's so much on there. So you can follow programs. So we're using it for more of like a um stretchy yoga type workout in the evenings it's just 25 minutes um and we're following Fern Cotton and I think her trainer called Richie I don't know what his surname is but it's 25 minutes and it's just like stretching realigning all that kind of stuff which I never ever ever have time to do but it is making me feel really good so I really love that one
2: so the last one is basically something that I just stumbled across on Instagram and I was having a little flick through. Um, they are called Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. <laughs> They've got a million followers on Instagram. Um... 1500 different exercises 700 workouts specifically at home so these are all home workouts um like I watched her do one the other day just she was just using a chair it was like a kitchen chair I mean it's it's obviously filmed in like a really swazzy way but these are all things that you can do really really easy it's giving me some really good inspiration on how to mix up the home workout
3: I feel like this is gonna be you and Dozer on the other side of this <laughs>
2: You're going to be Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. The thing is, is that we we would like to be, but then at the end of the day, we eat all the crisps. Like last night, I was like, I'm going to have a really healthy salmon fillet. And I ended up eating a whole packet, a massive packet of those like chili and lime poppadom things with a whole thing of hummus. And then I had some cereal. Things are not going well, my end. Things are not, they're not.
3: (laughs) Uh, And you've been baking.
2: Oh, I've been baking. i baked banana bread. What has happened to me? Seriously, this is why this lockdown has got to end at some point, because I have turned... Into a baker. Um, that's it for this week.
3: Yeah, so is that yeah, that is it for this week. We're two episodes a week now, so thank you so much for listening, everybody. And as always, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. You haven't got the excuse that you haven't got time now because
2: you have got time to do it. <laughs> and of course, if you do want to send us a little message, we are at Made by mamas on Instagram, or you can send me one on my personal account, which is at Zoe Harbman. We are gonna be back next week um for more chat we've got our guests lined up for next week and they are really 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 good can't wait to tell you who we've got on have a fantastic weekend keep safe and we'll chat to you soon see you next week
3: thanks for listening to the podcast we know times are very difficult right now and if you want any more information about coronavirus go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus